<laughs> Are you acting like you're oh, typing? Sorry, I didn't notice you there. Hello, people of the world. Welcome to the small hoop. That was corny as fuck. Are you kidding me? That okay, so we're redoing corny. that. No, I like the old one more. Tell me a fucking oh. you. Hey, people of the world. Didn't notice you there. Welcome to the small hoop. Yes. The small hoop, the small hoop. Yeah. Can you please wipe that fucking frown off your Anyways, face? Anyways, can dude? we please talk about how corny that was? Please, please everyone, let us know the old yeah. one was better. The old one was better. The old one was better. Hello, people of the world. People of the world, and welcome to the, the small, small hoop. hoop. There we go. All right, now we're ready. I'm surprised he let me do it with him. He usually looks at me like, let me do it. As you can see, we are sponsored today. Dr. Pepper. 23 flavors for you to love. <laughs> and you can eat your heart out, Ashton from Swa. Because he thinks, he thinks cherry Coke is a lot better than Dr. Pepper, so we we don't we don't we don't like cherry coke stands in this Take house. Dr. Pepper superior. Can you believe this unprofessional shit? Nico <laughs> has Nico's phone just went off. Oh, oh sorry, <laughs> it was the group chat. <laughs> All right, so um, how was y'all's weekend? My mom watches this show now because of you. Oh yeah, I showed her. Yo, okay, Brandy's whole family like of like. Twelve different people. They're all short. It was <laughs> <laughs> actually my sister was taller than you, so No she wasn't. And she's seventeen. No she wasn't. Yes, she is. Brandy also said she was the funniest of them. Yeah. No, because he <laughs> I was just like there and I was just talking. And then they all just like they always laugh at me for some reason. Like they think I'm the funniest person ever. And it's embarrassing because Julie comes in. He's like, "Damn, bro, you got the whole squad, <laughs> you got the whole squad laughing." And I was like, "Bro, stop." But yeah, and I showed I, I did like the cool guy thing where like you pull up your own uh, podcast and you show it to other people that you meet. I hadn't even mentioned it to them. They were so what confused. the hell, dude? You're trying. We're we're trying to start a show here. You have to promote, 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 dude. I apologize. My family is Mexican. Most of them don't speak English. That's why you're the funniest. You're the only one that speaks English. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the, we're cutting that. That's fucked up. No, I want you to keep. I want you to keep that in, bro. That's why they think you're the funniest. You bro. ever meet Julie? He, that man would not speak a word to you. Silence. Th- th- he'll look at you like that. Like on the street, you're talking. On the street, yeah. You talk, no, I'd be like, you don't want the smoke, bro. I can't believe the No Sabo kid said this, bro. No, literally. No gimoke. <laughs> oh my god. No Three Mexicans in one room, and only two speak Spanish. One yeah, fluently. Yeah, but who's the, who's the darkest though? Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't. Right. He doesn't speak the mother language. That's right. You speak the fucking colonizing language, dude. Stop that's, like. That's stop true. trying to pretend. I'm like, sorry, but you, at least at you're, least you're the colonizer, bro. At least he bro. takes pride in knowing. He's. At least he and he wants to learn even more now, so. He is the colonizer, dude. He's white. I invited you to go to Mexico with me. Damn, yeah, that's true. That's actually true. Did he make a race? But just show? out of just out of convenience, dude. Like, what do you mean at convenience? Like, it's just because your mom is going. Like, right. we're, it's not like we're going on like a, a day trip to South Padre. We're going because your mom because your mom wants to buy a pot. Yeah, like actual Mexicans. 
<laughs> no, they're not going to South Look. Padre like some white people. Look. Right. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about regionals. <laughs> That's how I get to just thought, bro. Like, I need to find, I need to find <laughs> mute. She really got both our eyes. <laughs> I was like, what's up? Is there a fly? Is it a- I need to find new ways to st- to make them stop arguing because they will not shut the fuck up. Like, they're both very stubborn and... <laughs> they're both well, it's right. Like, they're it's both like, it's right one all thing, the fucking time. It's one <laughs> thing. It's one thing if you bring that up when like you invited me just as like a friend. Like, yo, let's go to let's go to Mexico together, dude. That'd be so fun. And I'd be like, I, I, you know I thought many, that's what it was at first. That's then what, it was like, yeah, because you know how many tri- trips we've planned that we've never like actually gone through with them. Weren't we supposed to go to California yeah, in cause January? Because I, I wanted to watch um, H three live, but then I couldn't get fucking tickets because that shit sold out like instantly. Okay, we have a really long show to get to. This is probably going to take like an hour. Can you stop fiddling with your head headphone cord, oh. please? Okay. <laughs> get it right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to say it. Okay. Let's Let's get So no, we have I, some I want you to say it. Yeah, you know, this it. podcast is supposed to be about us <laughs> having no shade, like no no filter, bro. No filter. I want you to All right, say. so censor yourself we, on your own podcast. Yeah, 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 I am. We have some we have some top of the show business to get into before the regionals talk, which is going to be the bulk of this episode. Oh, something I realized. I was looking at I was listening to other podcasts. Our logo looks very like almost identical to another one. Which one? Side chat. No, dude. Look that, at it. Look there's, at it. Okay. And I just want to know that I had no idea until like I was like, hey, what other like we just made. this looks nothing like ours. This looks. It's three Never hoops. mind. I'm not gonna say. It. Okay, look, it's three hoops. It's just simple because yeah. ours is simple as well. It's well, also like the short hoops nothing. on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah. We had no intention to copy you. There's a new. Podcast. It's not even the same color scheme, dude. I don't. Like, I don't know if you guys heard, but there's a new podcast that came out with yep. uh, Jackson Johnson and a uh, Quad, quad balls. Quad yes. balls. I uh, listened to it. Yeah. Yep. Um, they had a lot of interesting things. Uh, I didn't get a chance to, to listen say. to it. I think it was. Fun. Um, it was mainly for club, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of heat. Um, a lot of heat, love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of heat hype. We deserve it. We deserve Which it. I guess pretty much everyone does the same thing. With yeah, that's true. <laughs> Except us. We're the only. We're yeah, the no, only we're non-biased. Hundred percent. We're non-biased. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I say y'all say we're non-biased <laughs> as I'm doing. <laughs> we also have the. Eighth man rankings. Uh, the last updated rankings were made, were posted February nine, February ninth. But in the other receiving votes, it was University of Missouri, RPI, and then Texas, Texas State. State. Let's, Let's go. go, baby! And then Cal Quad Ball, but we don't need to talk Damn, about that. Above Cal, that's crazy. Yo, you know, okay. Emmanuel. <laughs> Emmanuel's talking a lot of shit. He agrees. He agrees with this. Oh, you guys are above Cal? Yep. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought y'all were dogs with them. I thought you were dogs with some of them, though. Oh. Um, yeah. Sorry, UCLA. <laughs> Damn. I don't know if Nat's going to see this. I'm sorry, Nat. I haven't seen you guys play. Uh, we're, we, not fa- we're not familiar with your game. Yeah, we're, we're not familiar with the game. <laughs> I, I should watch some film and, and get my my research on them. That Speaking I of eighth man rankings, you know, third bludger gets to vote on these, you know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, we should, you know, reach out. The voter on that one, huh? This guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that has a lot to say. Yep. Uh, speaking of men, these are all men. 
There's not <laughs> not a single woman, not a single woman or non-binary player. I looked. I googled this. I looked all of them up. Not none of them are non-binary. None of them are women. Classic men. Um, so, I just thought that was interesting, you know. And you have a podcast, All Men Third Bludger, and um, we we have a podcast, a non-binary, a woman, and and a man to make y'all comfortable. You know. What I'm <laughs> You know, so they're not too. To yeah, you can well, to get some sort of male attention. When you when y'all when y'all contact us, we'll make sure we, we have. I, I'll read the Nico. emails. Yeah, yeah. You won't you won't have to deal with them. It's okay. Yeah, just to make you a little more comfortable. That's that. Texas State is number thirteen. As of a month ago, we this tournament maybe did not. Do you think? Do you think we went up or we went down? I don't want to talk about it right now. I think something that I feel like was discovered, especially with um, how going into bracket play at regionals, there was UT, Sam Houston, and UTSA all had a win and a loss against each other. It's a lot closer in the Southwest than I think it's been in a while in yeah. terms of those three teams. Um, and they are definitely in the in their own league a little bit there. I think wherever they're ranked, they should be ranked close together. I don't think there's a king. I mean, UTSA won; they got first place in regionals. Um, but at the same time, like I think that, depending on the day, depending on how tired the team is, how many games they had beforehand, like who's there that tournament. Honestly, in the in the lower division too, um, us Baylor, OKAM, we're 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 a lot closer in skill than even we thought. I I, I think too. Yeah, us three because we lost against Baylor. Baylor got their first win of the season against OK A&M. Then we beat Baylor in the in the bracket. Yeah, and then yeah. we beat OK A&M. I think everyone's a lot more close in skill at the college level. At the college level, yeah. Hello, people of the world. But um, hello, people. Of the <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hello, people Yo. of the world. <laughs> And welcome to. I don't. When do I do this? The small. The small when do I do like jazz hands? You do <laughs> you this do all the time. Please make it. We're gonna edit a part where just Julie like this next edit should be just Julie doing. I don't do that, dude. Yes, you do. I need you to cut it from the oh, other episode. Pull up, pull this, up the, this is pull what up Nico. The video. This is what Nico does. Wait, no, I'll pull, pull this up the video. Pull up the video when he's at a party you. and he's trying to get some pussy. <laughs> and then I do. Oh and then you don't. fuck! <laughs> the first one. <laughs> there it is. There oh, it is. Shit. 4K. Come 4K. Don't cut my ass. <laughs> I told you, dude. I remember singing you like, shit. Welcome to the small That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and you did it too the first time. You did it. You went like this. Because I did it with you. It's like, that's your thing. And then Brandy, Brandy's thing is like, damn. Damn. Yeah. Damn. 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 We need the soundboard, dude. All right. So this weekend we had regionals. <laughs> yep. And if you want to see those scores, you can see the nice, beautiful bracket made by Nicodemus Alistair Robles on the smallhoop.com. So I didn't do it. And then and then just wait. Just refresh the page until it, <laughs> it loads. That that um Texas State comp sci work ethic at work. Perfect. How much? Do, how much do you pay me? He pays me Dr. Pepper, and I don't even like Dr. Pepper, <laughs> <laughs> so I just give it back. No, to no, him. no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's it's backwards. You pay him and Dr. Dr. Pepper. But on our website, you'll see our bracket, the scores, and you'll see 
Brandy's excellent photos oh. that she took at regionals for the collegiate division as well as the club division. I apologize for not taking more pictures of everyone. I was also playing myself. You know, no one took pictures of me. I took pictures of you, dude. Horrible pictures. Not a single good one. Yeah, that's fucked up, actually. I was always like, there's always someone covering the camera. <laughs> there's always either like... Well, that's not my fault. That's the people in front of me's fault. You gotta move. You stayed in one place the entire time. Because that's, that's not what you do? What? No. I had different angles. I thought you just like, just wherever the ball was, you just... Click, I click, want click, you guys click, to click, go. Click, click. Mm. See, this is why we need better photographers in quad ball. You know, I'm starting to feel we like need non-playing un quad unappreciated. Um, oh my god, I'm promoting your sh shit on our website, dude. We're all tired. Regionals was yesterday. Yeah, everything hurts. I'm in. I'm in a lot of pain. Yeah, I am too. The, the Tylenol's wearing off. <laughs> Ibuprofen ran out. The Adderall's <laughs> just kicking in. Got my fucking boot on. Let's go, baby. Who, who did that to What team was it? it what team did that to you? Huh? <laughs> no, what team did that to you? No, I played hurt. Um, oh. I put, a <laughs> I put a lidocaine patch on, wrapped that hoe. How'd you get that lidocaine patch? I'm wondering. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Playing hurt, that's like the most Texas State thing right there. Let's go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Relentless, baby. Relentless. Relentless, baby. That's right. Well, you guys played um, UTSA as your first game, right? How'd you guys feel about that? I think David uh, brought this up, but both, uh, I think our team and, and UTSA take a while to like boot up. So it's like that first game in the morning, just like getting into the swing of things for them and for us. It was uh, 205 to 70. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Uh, not not really that close. I was asleep. I was still asleep. Okay. I was still waking up. This fucking guy, dude. I think when we saw that we were going to play UTSA first, um, we were kind of hopeful because we almost beat UTSA at Brooms on the Brazos. Um, it came down to snitch pull, and they ended up winning. Or in the second game we played against them. I will say that, yeah, like, that, way, that game was not very close. And, of course, Jay, like, probably, I think I rate him – number one seeker in the United States. Yeah. He, yeah. leave him alone with the snitch, he pulls that pretty much every time. That's exactly what happened. You know, snitch went out there, <laughs> yeah. give him a, give, he just like needs two or three good looks and he'll get it. Um, and then, it was a little rough for us because we had, yeah, UTSA and Sam Houston. So like the two of the top three teams right off the bat. So we actually have an interview, um, interviewing, uh, Javi from UTSA. He's a UTSA beater. Yep. Um, right before that first game at 9 a.m. All right, so I'm here with Javi Tijerina from UTSA. Um, this is before the game. How are you feeling? Uh, feeling pretty good. I'm pretty excited. It's pretty cold, though. But uh, hopefully, you know, enough preparation. Those two practices a week, three hours, you know, hopefully prepared us. You know, hopefully went out this whole tournament. Uh, nothing short of winning out. That's our goal. Uh, jobs not finished. That's our motto. Jobs never finished until we win. So we're hoping to get those wins and hopefully, yeah, you know, just win out. So Texas State, you guys went up against them and brooms on the Brazos, and they almost beat you guys. How do you guys feel about this game? Uh, 
Honestly, uh, I mean, it, they fought a, like, they were better energized. They had a better mental health, like, a mental game. Sorry, I don't want to say mental health, but a mental game. Uh, I mean, they beat us in the mental game, straight up. Uh, also, obviously, the game also. Uh, we just managed to win by snitch catch. Yeah. Uh, we're hoping, you know, with these practices that, like, we improve and put emphasis on, like, you know, uh, if you're down, you know, don't don't get too heated, you know, uh, just keep playing the game and, like, you know, hopefully with those adjustments, you know, we're able to, you know, pull, pull away a little bit. So Javi, Javi kind of had a, a bit of a Freudian slip there with, <laughs> we had better mental health, but he meant, he meant like... A mental game. He, yeah. You guys had mental. a more... And we, yeah, we talked about that before our UTSA game, actually. Yeah. Um, we wanted to try to play the mental game, but clearly they kind of did some, you know, inner, inner searching. They, they found some, some Nirvana, some Zen, and they... I mean, also like overcame that obstacle. They definitely had something to prove that game. They did. Yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah. Um, you guys, you guys. I, I will say, you guys did have a, a good, strong uh, first five minutes against them. Um, you guys were going like back and forth um, on those plays, and then I think they scored like I believe like three goals back to back, and then that's when you guys started like getting frustrated with each other. Um, some of you guys started getting tired and mm -hmm. mad, and that's when the mental aspect of the game That's was. when we lost the mental game. It. I know I was definitely frustrated with myself. I was frustrated with um, some people, but... You'd like to say something? I dare him. Hmm? How'd you guys feel after the game, after losing? This might not be, like, the best take, because I feel like... I feel like I might be a little different than how the team was feeling, but I feel like I didn't. I didn't it didn't bother me because I felt like we were expected to lose that game. Well, then, how did you prepare for the next game that you guys played? Like, what what was your hype up? What what, what did you guys um, do differently? Or the, like, I think the whole theme of our first day of regionals was just trying to find energy within ourselves and within each other, and trying to like come together this I, was the first was, tournament that you guys had your full roster yes that's yeah. also true we actually had a full roster i think a lot of like off of that game and into even the same houston game and so forth it was a lot of like there's a certain intensity that you have at practice but it's not the same intensity as a tournament mm -hmm. like a tournament like at practice maybe your teammates about to dunk on you you're not going to take him down and wrestle for that ball you're just gonna let him dunk yeah. when it but it, when it's just like that's the that's the opponent like you will stop, you will stop at nothing to make sure that ball doesn't go in. And I think, I felt like maybe that wasn't translating so well mm -hmm. with our team, where it was just like we needed to finish all the way. We weren't we, like we weren't right. used to having that person scrap every every foot towards that hoop. So moving on from that, um, what I find interesting is the Sam Houston versus Texas game, the first mm -hmm. time around. Um, Sam Houston won one fifty five to ninety. Um, Texas losing that first game, um, which is surprising because they had their full roster. They had um, uh, Pervy and Daniel playing in that game, and I know Daniel got hurt uh, pretty badly and had to set out for the rest of the tournament. Um, during that game? During that game, yeah, the first oh, game. Wow. I, I saw him with the trainer. I don't know if he got hurt in the first game, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was because I didn't see him play afterwards anymore. Um, and then Sam Houston... Lost against Texas the second day, one fifteen and with two seventy when they didn't have Pervy and Daniel anymore, which speaks a lot. Saying that Texas has strong backup, strong people on the sidelines, you know, ready to step up. Um, 
which a lot of teams cannot say. I think it speaks to how how good of a how how well Kaiser is able to keep that team together, and they have a lot of new people there. Just like a lot of a lot of teams have a lot of new, like a lot of programs are going to restart. So I know. I know they also had Augie on the sidelines helping them. Yeah. Um, I often saw him like going after his game and helping them on the sidelines. Um, he, was th- he was there definitely. I believe. I think he was there more day two because mm-hmm. Cav is already done. Yeah. Um, he seemed more of a presence during that time, and I, s- I saw him helping out. I feel like UT is highly adaptable, and they take they take things uh a lot more serious than a lot of teams because like. I'll be on the sidelines going up to people and being like, hey, like I'm, I took some pictures of you guys. And they'll be like, oh, okay, okay, you know, like, you know, being really nice. But UT's always like, oh, can you tell us after the game? You know, like very, very focused in the game and what they're doing. Um, and even on the sidelines, like they're like coming up with plays and like saying, okay, this, this happened, you know, let's not let it happen again. And they're constantly like um, giving each other criticism. Um, and also constantly taking that criticism and being able to improve it on the spot, I yeah. think is a valuable. Because mm-hmm. uh, like any team can just take criticism. Because like that's that's part of our what our problem was. Like you were trying to coach us kind of off pitch, uh, but we couldn't adapt quick enough. We couldn't take your advice quick enough. It took a it took a, a few times to learn. We had to, we had to learn a lesson a few a, a few different times in order to have it really sink in. I think that's yeah. what separates some teams from others. And I actually did interview um, both uh, Rebecca, uh, Papa Nicolau, Papa Nicolau, and Bra- Brandon Cabina before they played each other. Um, so we're gonna actually play uh, Rebecca's interview first. I'm here with Rebecca, Papa Nicolau. So you guys are going against Tam Houston, one of the top five uh, teams from Quidditch. Um, how do you guys feel about this game? Um. We feel good. I think we've been training all year long. We're ready. Um, we haven't played a Southwest team since Diamond Cup, which was in November, because um, we went to Heroes vs. Villains instead of Dreams and the Brazos. Um, but we're excited. We're ready. Um, feeling good. Yeah. What would you guys say that UT has that um, Sam Houston might lack in? Um, I think we have a lot of cohesion and togetherness. I think as a team, like we're just like a really good team, and we all work together really well, and we're just... All best friends, honestly, um, bond really well together. So I think we just have that, um, just like, yeah, cohesion and tightness. So one of the reasons I asked her, like, what they do for preparation and, like, for game days is, like, I know a lot of people have, like, different things that they do, like, to get, like, team bonding. Right. And, again, like, UT, they seem like a really serious team. Um but they also often like joke around and they, like they work super well with each other. Exactly, and, and you can tell that they are a super tight, super bonded team, just because of how well they balance off of each other. They bounce off of each other. They they can criticize each other and also take criticism from each other. And that just shows like how comfortable they are with each other, um, because I mean sometimes you know, I know I've had teammates in the past like basketball, or softball where. I'll be like, hey, like maybe next time, you know, like I'm right here, I'm open, and they'll be like, oh well, I didn't see you, you know, and like, and they'll take it in a bad way, mm-hmm. and it's not like you know, it's like you try, you know, you're trying to make something happen, but you know, you don't always get the the the, the good response that you want from your teammates. So I'm here with Brandon Cabina from Sam Houston. Um, you guys are going to be going against UT this first game. Yes. How do you feel? Uh, honestly, I feel really good. I'm glad that we're playing them for our first game earlier in the day. Um, 
I'm excited to play them again. It's been a while, so. One more beater. All right, so UT is the um, defending national champions. Um, how, how do you guys prepare for this game? Um, honestly, it's a lot about the beating uh, for the most part. I think that our chasers can take their chasers. Obviously, they have some talent on their team, um, but a lot more of it is beating. And in terms of going up against UT, what would you think that you guys have that UT might lack in? Honestly, I don't know. I think that they, a lot of their strengths match ours. Um, I guess some of our guys can shoot better, I guess. I don't know. Um, I guess uh, we have a little bit more experience than them. So um, Brandon Cabina said that um, their beater game wasn't in the same level as uh, UT's. And I have to agree with that. Um, I think... Even though, even though they kind of run a similar, like, they, they both run double mail pretty often. Um, they both run a similar kind of beater play. It's just Sam Houston isn't, Sam Houston is just more, their plays are just more reliant on their chasers. And they I, don't. I have to agree with that. I think uh, Sam Houston's uh, chaser game is mostly all of their game. Who's, who's Sam Houston's main beater? What's his name? Connor. Kyle. No, the other guy. Alex? Court Dorsey. D Dorsey. Dorsey. Dorsey, yes. Chris Dorsey? Chris Dorsey. Okay, yeah. I I think I don't I don't think I agree with the UT or I kind of agree. I think UT their beaters are all on similar levels. But I think when when Chris Dorsey's out there, he brings out an like cuz I he was one of the more challenging opponents of that weekend. I will say that. I mean, his you stitch on pitch was was pretty dominant versus um he just has a lot more experience. I think maybe that maybe Sam Houston's beaters are not all like le as leveled as UT's, mm -hmm. um, but if uh, I feel like the beater game, um, it felt more of a struggle against the Sam Houston versus UT. That's my personal experience. So um, I have to disagree with that. Um, don't get me wrong, Chris Dorsey is a amazing beater um and Who he I just started playing also, also to note that kaiser kaiser was chasing this exactly that's, yeah. that's exactly what, what i was going to point out kaiser, kaiser was, was not beating against christopher dorsey um he i guess they were giving their other beaters an opportunity to uh beat and um i know they were mixing up lines as well and uh trying players in different positions which is kind of rare to see because i mean you don't really experiment for regionals um but again ut hasn't played a southwest uh tournament since diamond cup um so it was really surprising to see kaiser uh chase in this tournament um but they did lose this game right they they lost they the first game yeah yes yeah they lost uh, i mean they won uh i don't know if he decided to i think he was beating that no. second game no he was ch chasing as well yeah. Damn, that's crazy. So, speaking of Chris Dorsey, and by the, I just wanted to mention, I did get a pretty clean tackle against Chris Dorsey. <laughs> so I was pretty proud of that. Um, small victory, small victories. Yeah, but it was really scary. I I regretted it almost instantly. <laughs> He's a scary guy. He looked like he was mad at me. So I, I just <laughs> Chris Dorsey is the nicest. I wanted to say sorry. The nicest guy out there. If you see this, I'm very sorry. <laughs> He's not yeah. even looking at the camera. He's, like, looking down. Because I'm shy. <laughs>
Anyway. <laughs> Hello, people of the world. <laughs> he, don't, he don't want the smoke, bro. He don't I don't. I don't. Please. All right. So I'm here with Christopher Dorsey from Sam Houston. You guys just won this game against Texas State. How do you feel? I feel really good. Uh, it, was a, it was a hard fight. fight. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we played UT, and then we just played Texas State. Uh, I much Texas State game was way more fun. Uh, I feel like it was a, a lot more friendly competition rather than just a, a good rivalry. If you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Pushing to my limits. I got a hole in my short, so that's something new to happen. So you will be playing UTSA next. Do you think this win against Texas State um, is going to help you uh, and motivate you a little bit for that UTSA game? Yes, I think so. Because uh, we saw what the score for UTSA and Texas State was, and then we came out here. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I think a few of our players thought, "Oh, this is gonna be an easy win. Let's just keep it hype up." And it definitely wasn't. Texas State came out here, showed us that uh, no game is easy. You have to fight for everything you go for. Uh, so I think the fact that we had to fight that hard for that game shows us and gets us ready for UTSA, you know, and that we're going to have to fight like dogs out there, and I'm ready for it. Now, the UTSA beaters are a little bit more intense. Um, how, do you feel, uh, how do you feel going up against UTSA? Uh, going against UTSA, I always enjoy it. I always feel like that's where I get my chance to, I don't want to say shine, but like try new things and develop my game. Is against harder, more tougher opponents, I guess. Um, against UTSA, you're right. Their, their beaters are a lot more aggressive. I really like phys physicality, so I like being a keeper, so I can go hit people. Beating, it's a little bit different. It's kind of harder for me to do, at least. I know Javi does it great. Hands down, Javi's probably the best beating, beating tackler that I know of. That's up to him. Um, it's something I've had to learn how to try and get around. I'm still learning how to do it, but I'm, I'm ready to try what I got. I was gonna say he mentioned something about. Um Saying that they were, it was going to be like they didn't expect it to be such a hard game. Um, what do you think about that? Because you guys had just lost against UTSA. UTSA before that. Yeah. We were coming off of a loss, and yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense why they thought they were favored to win. I mean, they're certainly, they're certainly, they certainly have a better record than us. So obviously, like, and. This is the first time we've played them in some time, I think, since, like, breakfast like, taco. Since, like, breakfast taco, yeah. So I'm I'm sure they've seen us play. I'm sure they weren't really – there was bigger – there were bigger fish to fry for them, realistically. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense why they think that. Um, but I do think it was a pretty good game on all fronts. You guys definitely matched, matched up to Sam Houston in certain plays. Sam Houston plays a really fast-paced game. Um, and it's really hard to keep up with that fast pace, but you guys were doing a great job uh, doing that, and um, I know there was a lot of uh, beater plays that you guys had. Um, Nico, you had a lot of good beater plays against uh, Connor and Kyle. Um, you had that great tackle against Dorsey. <laughs> um, you, should put, you should edit that tackle in there. It's not on film. The... the <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to clip it, but the 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 stream cut off like halfway through our game. Damn. Yeah, uh, I appreciate that someone was recording, like took the effort to record it, but that audio. <laughs> I know. Mr. Roboto, bro. <laughs> <laughs> USQ, just you know, if you need need some help from you know a real broadcast <laughs> production, you know, reach oh out God. to us. I will say one thing. Uh, which is like honestly, besides um, you know UT UTSA, if you this is like intel on you know Southwest teams, 
not not a lot of strong seekers. I know, like especially on that game, I remember t- like it's the focus is mainly on like okay, yeah. set score, we're reaching set score, scoring those six goals. Yeah. Um, I know that's something I should have focused on. I think it's maybe like the old old quidditch in me is just like seeker, 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 seeker. But it's like. We had a good snitch. What was I forgot his name? What was the snitch for? Justin. Justin. Gi- Justin. Justin Guillory. Yeah. So he's a good snitch. You don't have to. I know in the past sometimes at tournaments they'll be like, okay, you have to worry about the integrity of the snitch and how long they're gonna last. He will. He will last out there, and you don't have to worry so much about like a sneaky pull. Yeah. For the most part. So, I think that was some a mistake I made was focusing way too much on the seeker, when that's not really the game the game in the southwest right now i mean when you when you got uh hayden boys out there i think your primary concern should be hayden boys carrying that quaffle anytime that man hayden anytime you have that quaffle dude you're a threat i think your girl chasers both claire and cat are doing great out there they were they were um, mvps yeah they're doing great out there moving that ball around taking hits making hits crazy now you can you, uh, not a, it's it's not often you see many girls um tackling players yeah, especially Sam Houston I mean they're they're all like massive dudes like yeah <laughs> scary it's very scary dudes I just want to shout out some uh SHSU uh beaters Kyle, Gabby, Connor, Chris, Alex y'all were great out there all of their legendary beaters. I love Connor I love playing against Connor. He's, he's. Uh, Connor gets on my toes. nerves. Connor, you get on my nerves when I'm beating against you. Yeah, that, you got a I mouth. Got <laughs> that one's got a mouth on him, bro. Like, yeah. But I, I love it. You love to see it. You love but to like, see some friendly. Competition. I kind of love being antagonized <laughs> by him in a weird way. Oh, but when I do it, it's a problem. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because I'm a woman. Yep, that's right. So that moving on from the Sam Houston versus Texas State game, UTSA versus Sam Houston. It was uh, that was such an intense game. I was on the sidelines. One eighty five um, to one sixty. One eighty five to one sixty. They won by a snitch pool. Yeah. yeah, that game was just a great that was that was great quidditch. That was good quidditch. Um Peak Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> I know towards the end I think UTSA ran a double mail. They've been they do- had they've been doing that. They ran they yeah. ran a double mail against us too. Mm-hmm. They had Kyle and uh, Javi. Javi out there. Also, we didn't get to talk about. We had Bradley Himes returning to uh, UTSA to play Sam Houston. We actually have an interview from Brad before his SHSU game, so we're gonna listen to that right now. All right, we got Bradley Himes from UTSA coming back to the team. He was suspended for the Texas State game. All right, how do you feel about coming back with the UTSA team? Uh, I feel good, you know. I didn't know I was gonna be graduating in May at the start of the year, so. Uh, I played club first semester, but now that I know I'm going to graduate in May, I'm back. Have some unfinished business at Nationals last year, so against, I feel good. Against what team are you referring that to? Well, we had our Sweet 16 round against Rutgers, which um, obviously, refing aside that game, we did not play as well as we could, and we definitely like a better shot. So it's uh, we're excited. We're excited. We're excited for regionals. We're ready to win regionals. I kind of want to. I'm not sure how old Bradley is, but. Um, probably as old as you yeah so I feel like it's kind of I don't know it's that's a whole other thing with like B 
being in college but still being older i know like i'm 26 and i'm definitely not the oldest one who's ever played college Mm -hmm. but it feels a little a little weird and maybe like a little bit like i don't belong here when you're facing up against like 18 year olds and do you think that like it should be a usq rule with like age i don't know because like there are i don't think i don't i don't think maybe it should be like I feel like maybe like so many years, like no more than four years in college or something like that, four or five years in college, age because not not like based on your age, but how many years you play at the college level. So you can't be playing like six or seven years at the college level. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I, because of age, I feel like age is a little weird. Because like I've seen people were like, yeah, they were in the military, and now they're coming back to college and they first discover Quidditch. And then, oh, well, or, you're not going to be able to play because you're 24, 25. So, yeah. And I'm also thinking about, like, previous, like, there's been people who are, like, 30, 30, 31, 32, who are, like, yeah, they had other things in their lives and they couldn't go to college. So now they are, and they discover Quidditch, and it would suck for them to be, like, yeah, you're aged out. So maybe not based on age, but maybe based on years played. Like, okay, you yeah. have, like, f- maybe, like, five or six years max at college level before you you can only get that's something i think ultimate frisbee does that don't compare us to those guys come on <laughs> this is a real sport okay <laughs> come on dude get serious i don't care if i get backlash on that honestly <laughs> oh no oh no the, the, oh. the frisbee guys are coming at me no 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 well, I we fucking wonder why, because I was the only one doing interviews. Guys, I only have, no, I only own five percent of this podcast, and I did so much work this past regionals. I wasn't. And all I asked anything. Julie, I wasn't saying anything. all I asked Julie was like, "Hey, if I'm playing, can you please like interview people?" Not a single interview done by him. Um. Yeah, I, you did the one with Ashton, but that's because I was like about to go to him. He's um, like, "Oh, you want me to help?" Actually, like, oh, actually, that's sure. a good point because the only ones you d- also did were the ones where I went and talked to them, and I got them to come and like interview with Connor and with and with. Uh, yeah, that was the second day after I had called you out on your shit. Okay. Anyways. What are their practices? So talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Brandon, no, we don't no, have time no, for this. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Everyone has walked out. Because of you. Because <laughs> of you, bro. This is bad management. This is like. <laughs> we're going to like. Mm, okay. Anyways. I think we all so speaking on the UTS. <laughs> what did you say? I think we all sing. It was like, it's a callback. <laughs> okay. 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 It's Victoria. He's referencing. Retor- I know. Victoria. I know. He's re- oh, my I God. know. You're not, you're not him, dude. You're not him, bro. <laughs> like, Julie, Julie, like, I think there's something wrong with him because this man always thinks he's right. Like, there's not a single, like, he will never admit that he's wrong. Ever. No, that's not true. I always admit to Nico when I'm wrong. No. no. Dude, I'll be I on the sidelines. I also expect him to also admit that he's wrong. What, what he'll do is he won't admit he's wrong. He'll just give up on the argument. Yeah. He'll be like, oh, I guess you're just going to be wrong forever. He's like, he's like... <laughs> I've said some things, you know, you said some <laughs> things too. I'm sorry, but I think you should apologize as well. Like, you don't say that to people. I'm just being straight up, dude. Okay, okay, let's move on, let's move on. Okay. okay. So, um, 
Talking about UTSA and Sam Houston, I did get to interview Riley Molman from UTSA. He is a chaser and I believe a keeper as well. And occasionally a beater, but not the primary beater. Um, but I do have an in uh, an interesting interview with him. All right, so we're here with Riley Molman. <laughs> what is it? Molman. Molman. That's what I said. Anyway, we're here with Riley Molman from UTSA. You guys just played an intense game against Sam Houston. How are you feeling right now? Uh, I'm feeling good. I feel excited that we got that win right there. Jay pulled it out, man. He He's the best seeker in the game right now. And it showed right there. We put him in, he goes, and we get the win because of it. Uh, Excited to play UT next. Uh, we still got stuff to do. Job's not finished yet. We still got to go go out, probably play Sam again tomorrow because they're a hell of a team. Played a great game with both of us. They beat UT earlier today, played a great game today, and yeah. Are there any players that you would like to commend from each side of the team, um, Sam Houston or um, UTSA? For Sam, Hayden, Hayden boys had a great game. Hayden and Nathan, their keeper, they both played really well. Uh, and then Chris had a great game beating. They, they just played a really solid overall game. And then obviously you got to shout out Jay again. Uh, our beaters, Bradley went in, made an impact as soon as he got in. Uh, Matt, Chasers, all of them, they all played great today. There was recently a ranking list that came out um, where some of the UTSA <laughs> players um, were ranked below um, and the Sam Houston players were ranked a little higher than you guys. Um, what can you say about that, um, speaking on that, um, after this game? Well, I mean, Sam Houston, they said it in the podcast. They said it's a matter of comfortability. That's why they put Hayden over Jay. Uh, they haven't played with any of us, so I, I completely understand why they were ranked the way they did because, like, they don't know how we play. They they have, like, experiences from practices that they go off of, and that's how they made their ranking, so it makes sense. He brought up... Um something that happened pretty recently, some spicy Quidditch drama um, revolving around uh, other another quadball podcast, Third Bludger Interference. And they came out with a... Ranking. A ranking of several, of all different positions except Seeker. And they ranked a bunch of uh, Sam Houston players pretty high, higher than a lot of UTSA players, and higher than... Uh, few of us i would love to elaborate on that um you know um breaking down a little bit but uh at the end of the day it's just their opinion yep um and like he said it's who they're it's who they're familiar with it's who they're comfortable with but i gotta say you know you gotta put some respect on um those utsa beaters javi man uh mm -hmm. javi's a great great beater um put some respect on personally some other Personally, I believe Javi is top three. Um, and but I agree with Kaiser being number one. Amazing beater. but I feel like a few, um, in particular, a lot of the discussion revolved around um, some girl chasers being excluded from the list that we that the community feels should have. So, yeah, I, I heard higher. that. I heard, um, like, you could hear the difference between them talking about the male um, ranking list as to the non-male um, ranking list, you know, you had them elaborating on each position and being like, oh, like we put them in this um, certain ranking because of this and like they had good place and like that's how they would talk about each ranking and then you would move on to the non-males and it was just like they were just listing yeah. and they didn't elaborate on anything. And um and I paid a particular attention to the non-male beater list 
which because that was the one I was on. Yeah. And the the way they talk about the non male beater position as a whole was pretty interesting. Um, they they just kind of view it as more of a supporting role, yeah, and to complement the male beater. Um, at least that's that was my interpretation of what of their commentary and their analysis of of the general that general position and the way that general position is played at least in the southwest um although i appreciate you know being number five you know that's that's pretty cool it's better well, than some people that were that are I mean, it was if you look at like uh the supporting roles interesting because they they talked about tuan i think they they put him number uh, four uh, number four yeah but uh like the reason why Tuan is where he's at is because he was before Maya graduated. She was Maya's beater partner. Yeah, and, and Maya was the aggressor, and Tuan was actually the supporter of that pair. Yeah, right. Maya was always the one making the moves, and Tuan was there to back her up and be there for mm-hmm. her. So yeah, a little of the supporting. I was like, because hmm. they're, they're. I mean, thinning. also it, you can tell for them to put Tuan's up so high. Sorry, for them to put Tuan up so high, and Tuan not playing um, a game since. When Diamond, Diamond Cup, Cup, right? Um, he hasn't even been like to practice. He didn't go to the Brims on the Brasos. He didn't do um the fantasy tournament. You haven't seen that man play in where I hadn't seen him play in a while. I hadn't even heard his name in a while. Yeah. So um oh, just it just also, shows well, out he, too. Just so people know, it's not he just got busy with uh yeah, yeah, pharmacy yeah, with, school. With pharmacy like, yeah. school. He's so. yeah, he's moving up in his uh Which is actually world. that w- that's gonna be his last tournament playing yeah. for Texas. Yeah. He won't State. be going to nationals, so unfortunately. Be, yeah. Right, he's going to be dearly missed, ripped to the goat. Mm-hmm. Um, I would but it's interesting how they kind of, you know, because these are all, the the three hosts of Third Blood are all leadership on their teams, right? And so I think it's kind of telling how they, the way they talk about the non-male beater position. And how they view their own. Is how, they, yeah, they view their own non-males on their team. And it sucks that, I hope this isn't the case, but I, I think it would Suck that if they pigeonholed their non males to that supportive role and don't allow them to grow any. Like you said something really great last episode. If you put someone in a box, they're not going to grow out of that box. And so I would just like to say that Ankita wasn't ranked on that list. um, Yes. Which I find. Sorry, highly offensive because Nikita's an amazing beater, um, and I be I believe she's one of the best um, non-male beaters out there. I'll give up my um, number five spot. I I'm Nikita. sorry, but I think she's gonna Easy. be um she's she's in my list. She's above yeah. uh Pervy. Top, yeah. Um, I think she's number one. Uh, she does a great uh a great job in adapting with each beater. Um, because I've also beat with her. Um, and. She's got an, a lot of amazing plays, and she's completely underrated. And it just sucks that they that she wasn't on that list. Just shows you how underrated she is. Um, but yeah, she had great uh great plays against uh Sam Houston in that UTSA versus Sam Houston game. And I hope she uh got her name out there because she's she deserves that. So moving on um to the Baylor Texas State game that. That I am not the, even gonna lie. Um, final score for the game was uh, one ten Baylor to a hundred Texas State. Yeah, I didn't get to watch that game because I was playing, but um, looking at the score, I'm intrigued to what you guys have to say about that game. High amount of arrogance on my part, uh, definitely. Like um, we went in 
not expecting much. That's that's just the truth. We went in being like, okay, our hard pr- the hard part is the hard part of our day is over, basically, because we face UTSA, SHSU, and we were like, okay, now we get to have fun. I think um, something I told the team before we played the. G- a couple games and I, th- I don't think they took it too seriously is like every game is winnable you won't win every game and this i i felt like i mean i kind of th- i was thinking this way but i think as a, as a team it was like this day was like we're gonna lose against or like those were like baylor like, you guys already knew game. the outcomes yeah. or, like, what to expect from each game. It's like, game. okay, we're going to win this game, mm-hmm. and we're going to win against uh, A&M. Yeah. And I think – I think um, I know I was really frustrated after that game. And Maya came up to me, and she brought – I think that our team needed to be humbled mm-hmm. because there was a lot of chat about – a lot of chatter on um, about the rankings and about where we deserve to be, and we didn't – we didn't respect Baylor mm-hmm. and we went out there and I think they got a lead mm-hmm. and it made us extreme, extremely, it made me extremely angry to see that they were ahead. So, um, I, uh, a comment that chance may chance is one of our, one of your chase, one of your keepers. Yeah. Um, first year player on Texas state. Yeah. Uh, he was saying that Baylor, you could tell that Baylor wanted it. You could tell that they were fighting and like, they knew that you guys were expecting to win. So it's just like Sam Houston said, you know, didn't expect much of a fight, but there was a fight. Mm-hmm. And they, they won the mental game. They won the mental game. They won the mental game. And um, how did you guys feel afterwards? Because I know there was a lot of tension and a lot of, like, things that were said in your um, huddle afterwards. Uh, I know I know. personally I was – I've heard, you know uh, – Ian, um, one of our chasers, he went off, and I, I didn't even get in the huddle, actually. I, I was just like, I needed to – I was not happy with our performance during that game. Um, that game's on film. Uh, so I was just like, I just need to work cool off for a second. Um, whatever went down that – like, we can look at that game, you know, that night, which is I did. I watched that game one night before I went to bed, and – just to see, like, hey, where where do we mess up? Where do we go wrong? But um, that was, an, I think, a games like those are necessary for teams who do not, if you don't respect your opponent. Yeah, That's what happens when you don't respect your opponent. Mm-hmm. I know that um, after we had played, uh, Heat had played a SWA, um, Jackson was uh, kind of saying like uh, Swa we, we again we expected you know to take the win against Swa and um, he was right we were like dicking around at the beginning you know not taking it serious not completely in the game um, and Mel was like yeah guys like we can't just expect you know to win you know we gotta like earn it we gotta you know um, put ourselves out there and you know like if we're gonna win we're gonna b- win by a lot and we gotta start off strong you know never give them like that chance. Because they will take advantage of it, um, and we were gonna go against uh, Pegasus, and they were saying like, "Don't underestimate them, don't underestimate how well they can play," and um, we played against Pegasus, and we started off strong, and we started off um, 
a lot mm-hmm. better than we did against uh, Southwest Alliance. Um, but that's just it. Just teaches you to not underestimate your opponent, no matter what, because mm. you never know what to expect. Mm. But my question is, um, you had, you were saying you were elaborate. Well, you were talking about how, um, players with a lot of experience, you know, kind of stay sometimes in college. I know that Baylor had one had a member, um, Gabe, I believe. Mm. Gabe has been playing. I know he had a lot of buckets out there. Yeah. Um, he is a force. He is someone that will drive on you. Um, what do you think about that? He definitely he wanted it for his team. I think this was Gabe's last season, and I think he wanted yeah. to prove something, mm-hmm. and he knew that this was the game to do that. Yeah. That if if it they were going to take home any wins, they were going to take it would be against us. Mm-hmm. And okay, and uh, and I think bef- by the time that our team realized like, Hey, we need to take this seriously. Like having that attitude change as a team, um, it happened too late for us. Yeah. Um, I know, I think it also shows, uh, we went, we started running double mail, double mail beater. And, uh, I talked to David about that. I think that was a mistake because having, I think we should have, that just like may just messed up our lines, messed up our plan. I got, I feel like I got a little emotional. It's like, okay. Who and you guys, I? you guys usually don't run no, double males. So it's like, and I think it was that like, this is what other works for other teams. This is what it was. It's like, okay, we got to, we should run this too. Mm-hmm. And it did not work for us. I think like, I don't, I don't remember being out of practice where we ran double mail. No. And I feel like it was, it's kind of weird because like there's like the beater game and then there's the chaser game and then there's like the quad ball game as a whole. So I think like it was effective in the beater game, but it didn't win us the game, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, I think it's effective in the beater game, but mm-hmm. like in terms of like your whole team and are you guys scoring and how is, you know, so I think that but was a mistake. Yeah. And we were able to bring it back to a tie. But then they just got the the last goal. Um, So I think, I don't know what would have happened if we had learned, had like, came to our senses like one one goal sooner, maybe. Just an unfortunate situation for y'all. But it's also like a lesson. Yeah. If we didn't learn that lesson in that game, we would have learned it in the Oklahoma State and A&M game. Because we had learned our lesson and we were going to, and we were taking that game seriously and we were still... It was still a hard-fought game mm-hmm. on on my part, and I think on everyone's part. Everyone would agree. They put up a really good fight. Moving on from that, um, there was the Texas versus UTSA game. Um, UTSA did end up losing 160 to 130. Neither – no one caught. No one caught. No it one was – um, I, was, I was watching that was game. It was so intense. So he went out there as seeker. Yeah, and this is where like maybe some on some more intel on on Southwest or giving away for free on the podcast, mm-hmm. but their beaters were able to defend. If you you know, actually like even with the UT beaters being able to hold control most of the time and defend, a, you know the snitch, he had he almost caught. Mm-hmm. Even with the UT beaters being as aggressive and defensive and trying to stop Jay, 
he almost caught i think it slipped from his hand and he dropped it but if he would have if he would have held on to that one they would have won that game it would have ended right there and that just shows how good of a seeker J- javian is no, no contest not no dispute no dispute dude hi so that was that one was this a was a, a hard fought game on both sides i think um, again like it like we talked about earlier it just goes to show how close these you know those top three teams yeah. in this region are where like i know when that one, one move and the other team would have won that game was happening a lot of people immediately after their games everyone circled up to watch that game happen because uh utsa beat ut at diamond cup yeah yeah so this was their like their rematch their rematch yeah. uh-huh who was their seeker or no i think it Maybe. was swathy uh mainly playing defense on like you know like defending or like they were defen- they're, i think they were defensive. using body against jay from catching the small hoop is made possible by our supporters on patreon.com slash the small hoop if you're wondering what you can get for your money we have three tiers uh, the first of which is $3 a month, and you just get our exclusive content, like our interviews, that we react to on the show. You get the full, uncut, uncensored uh, versions of those interviews. For the second tier, it's $10 a month, and you get as also the exclusive content, as well as your name featured in the credits of every every episode. And the last tier is uh, $15 a month, and you get all the rewards from those two previous tiers and you also you'll also get um extra input on content we'll do polls um you can throw out suggestions and um you can vote on what you want to see from us so if you want to support the show and uh, help us do what we do best um please go to patreon.com slash the small hoop people of the world we have returned from commercial break um we we changed clothes. Um, that wasn't just a costume change. It was a logistical necessity because we could not finish in one day um, due to extenuating circumstances. Julie forgot to reserve the room, and we oh only had God. like three hours, so that's the, why. The day is March 4th, 2023. We're back. When last we were here... We were discussing, we were about to discuss the Baylor UTSA game, which we have the only footage of. This is a small hoop exclusive. Let's cut to the footage of that game. No, no other game. We already have our seat It's Cheyenne. Don't. No, like, like, number after, after the, these aren't good stats. I have already said we need to win the forfeiture rule. Next year, we're going to win it. We can automatically activate it. So that's what we want to do. If one team is terrible right now, we This is how Twitter should work. Yeah. So as as you all saw, it, every time, pretty much every time they got possession, Baylor 
uh, Caleb Williams um, just picked up the ball um, and threw it to the other side. And whenever they were on defense, they pretty much didn't put up a fight. The whole thing was just hard to watch. Um, it was frustrating um, in the sense that, you know, Sam Houston and other teams were, like, working really hard for this tournament. Mm -hmm. um, and they've been working really hard for these tournaments. And for Baylor to just throw away a game like that, it's just... It screwed over not only um, UT, but also uh, SHSU. And K Nico, can you tell us why that was the case? Yeah, so the the top three teams, it was UTSA, um, UT, and um, SHSU were all tied for uh, first place because they all had a win against each other. And so in order to see who was going to get the buy into the final brackets and get the automatic D1 bid, it was going to be based on point differential. And they each had one game uh, left that, uh, that Sunday, and it was UT and Texas State, and then it was Sam Houston and A&M, and then UTSA versus Baylor. And effectively by... UTSA stacking the amount of points that they did, um, it just made it. They automatically got the D1 bid and the buy into that finals, which I believe uh, Sam Houston was in the lead before that game. And um, and while while um, Baylor was playing UTSA, uh, Sam Houston was playing A&M uh, Oklahoma State. Um, and they talked about it on Third Bludger. While they were while they were playing that game, they were in the mind. They were like, in their mind, they were um, playing for playing to rack up rack up points. Yeah. And in the middle of that game, they found out what um, that UTSA was essentially just getting free points on Baylor, and I'm sure that was that was tough to continue. Yeah, I think that game. I think another thing they said was they, I think, I'm not sure if it was it was Ashton or. Or um, Brandon. Brandon, yeah. Brandon. But yeah, he said he, he wished he would have sent someone over to check because they got several injuries that game. That if they knew all they had to do was win and didn't matter about the score because what was happening, they probably would not have um, had those injuries and risked that because yeah. of now that point. Now, realistically um, speaking, Baylor wasn't going to win the game against yeah. UTSA, but to just completely give them those free points and. How many points? How many up. points exactly did I think they get? It was 460. 460 to, th to 35. To 35. Because Baylor pulled. And so, it, yeah, it kind of messed up those. I mean, like, I who knows? It may have even been the same way, but it was just like, um, I think the big thing was it kind of felt like a little bit for nothing, you know? At least, like, if, if they Baylor put, if it was more of like a, a true Quidditch game, it would have been like, okay, well, you know, they got that. That's what they got then. That's just the outcome. But it was felt like kind of I can see how some p people on different teams felt cheated a little bit you know now looking at it from Baylor's perspective you know you're going up against UTSA one of the best teams in Southwest um in the Southwest region I mean I still can't like wrap my head around like why would you do that you know like you're working so hard to go like to come to regionals you know working hard to get a bid um and then just completely give the game away like that well, uh, I actually heard from a few different sources that, including um, 
an interview we have with one of their players, Ek Ezek. Um, the the idea behind um, essentially throwing the game was so that they could preserve their uh, their starters, their more like valuable players, so that they can preserve energy. I I even like while uh, I was watching that game, not every Baylor member was there. Like people, some some members of Baylor's team started coming like in the middle of the their as UTSA the game was game. starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like putting their cleats on, and so like it made it pretty clear, like oh, they weren't there. They're well, to, have to also like a few to to clarify, um, they started um, not trying after one of their players got hurt. Yes. Gabe, um, that's when Caleb decided he went up to Chris Barnes and was like, "What should we do?" You know, one of our players just got hurt, um, and I know Chris Barnes was like, "Don't run into a tackle." Yeah. basically what uh, Gabe did was just run right into Matt Blackwood and um, hit his head against the ground when he fell down. But And um, I hope for a speedy recovery for him. Um, to my knowledge, he is, he is actually fine. But, um, yeah, hope for the best. Yeah, I think I was, I was refing that game. And um, I saw the hit on Gabe. Gabe, yeah, I saw the hit on Gabe, sorry. And it was a clean hit, but also it was it was just like one of those really unfortunate quidditch injuries. Yeah. Um and that's when like I could see Caleb had it cuz they were they were like for all intensive purpose, they were like trying to they were playing quidditch. Yeah. Up up until that point Baylor was. And then once that injury happened, I think Caleb was really just thinking about trying to secure that D2 seed. Uh, with the game against us, so he completely changed strategy. Um, I think if you do the like, if you do the calculus, like it makes sense what he did. I mean, and but it, I feel like it's not, it's not in the, uh, it's not very sportsmanship like, you know. And I could see he was he went subbed in the keeper. He threw up. He was doing it himself. You know, he wasn't making his. his he was, in he wasn't like directly making his team participate, but. Um, I th- I think he was th- he was thinking he was trying to do the right thing by his team, but I don't think it was very sportsmanship like. Yeah, I'm a, I'm am my two cents on that. Um, <clears throat> I understand, you know, he was trying he was thinking um, of his team when he made that choice, but at the end of the day, you know, they were still joking on the sidelines. Um, yeah, they pulled, you know, fair and, I guess fair and square. Um, but then they also posted about it, you know, making it like, oh, 100% pull rate, um, making the whole game a joke, you know, when it affected other people mm-hmm. as well. You know, UTSA lost money. They wasted their time going to that to the second day, um, especially like that game didn't make it any better because um, yeah. then afterwards UT also forfeited that last game that yeah, they were going to play against UTSA. I can UTSA. imagine that was not – they didn't play any Quidditch that game. They didn't, they didn't play any serious Quidditch that day. Because it was, yeah, it was a game against Baylor and then the UT forfeit. So it was like, okay, we had this one Baylor game. And then, so it's like, I know some of them paid for hotels for that day. Yeah, they did. Um, And that kind of sucks. Like, (laughs) it was just in my, in my opinion, was not a good leadership choice. So we're going to show you this interview that we did with EK Ezeke. He's a Baylor player. He primarily plays keeper. And uh, he had a few words about um, the decision to essentially throw away that game. 
So as of now, um, EKZK is no longer on the Baylor team. Keep in mind, he was playing for Baylor that day. He played in the Texas. He played in the rematch against Texas State. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Here's the interview. Hello, I'm here with Ike Azike from Baylor University. Uh, you're a keeper, right? Yes, keeper slash chaser. All right, cool. So first of all, can you tell us like the strategy from leadership, from Baylor leadership? Yeah, right now we just don't have a strong leadership that knows how to you know, deal with circumstances. Right now they're trying to give away this free game to UTSA because they think that you know the game doesn't matter they're, they're trying to save up for our afternoon game tomorrow against texas state but later today yeah later today but i mean i think it's just i mean seeing it, it's just such an embarrassment to the quidditch community i mean um like quidditch it's supposed to be you know competitive you're supposed to try and fight out there to score points right now i mean this is like just weakness it's not leadership this is not the right move it's a whole bunch yeah. of weakness we felt like anything we're just helping I mean, UTSA try to solidify it. I mean, their, the results. Their position. I mean, yeah. But when should we try to work against that? Like, even if we don't win, it's not like we have to win, but we should definitely try at yeah. least to, like, stop them from being as powerful. I mean, that that's it's a game. I mean, you can't just not try. I mean, to, like, yeah. these teammates, I mean, they, they even told me that they didn't want me in the game because, I mean, they think we shouldn't be trying to win. They didn't want me to get injured. Even though, I mean, that's, I mean, obviously... I mean, that's a horrible argument. I, yeah. I mean, you can't just not put someone in the game yeah. because you think they'll get injured. They have to play. I mean, how do you know that? I've never got injured yet on uh-huh. field. I mean, that's just an excuse. It doesn't make sense. Yesterday, we had a great game against Texas State. We had a great game. You know, Sam Houston, we lost, but, you know, I had a great game. You know, I was doing my thing. It's like they're hurting everyone. See, that's what I think. They're only thinking about themselves, but they're not thinking about everyone that's hurt. So something um, EK mentioned was... Um that he wanted to be in the game, but he was not allowed to due to Caleb deciding that, you know, um, what he thought was best. Saving him for the game, for the Texas State game, um, you know, to prevent any any injuries. But in my opinion, part of leadership, part of good leadership is, you know, yeah, do what you think is best for the team, but also hear your players out. You know, um, I know that most of the Baylor um players wanted to play they wanted to play the game they wanted to score they wanted to at least try but they were not a lot like they were told something differently um what do you guys think on that yeah i think i think it violates like a like a like a contract like a social contract kind of in a way like just to to throw away the game and not play to your fullest ability or not even you don't even have to play to your fullest ability, but it's just like there are games that you that you play knowing you're gonna lose, and you and you can you can either take that loss like and like not do anything with it, or you can take the loss and learn from it. You know that that UTSA game would have been a great developmental opportunity for Baylor's younger players, and they were essentially robbed of that opportunity in favor of preparing for a game that. They could have actually won, but they didn't. So now, like, no, no shade or no like offense. Yeah, you know, try, course, trying course. to be made, but um, Texas State took loss after loss, and you didn't see them giving up games. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't see them giving up points. You know, mm-hmm. and instead, 
I saw Emmanuel on the sidelines, you know, trying to motivate the team yeah. as well as David, you know, talking them up, getting them fired up. And it's just, in my opinion, I don't think Baylor should be in nationals. Um, I don't think that they should get a, a D2 bid. Um, or an at-large. Or an at-large, but yeah, a, a, an at-large bid at all because this is, if they're going to play like this, then they yeah. shouldn't play at all. You violated the, the fundamental rule of sport, which is, you know, respect your opponent, respect your fellow uh, players, and play play to your best ability. It's it's a disgrace to. It's a disgrace to the sport, and uh, something I, something I heard on Third Bludger, I think Ashton said this, and it was like, imagine if you were watching Quidditch for the first time and you saw that game, you saw. That's you saw Caleb really Williams good. chuck the chuck the quaffle to the other side and give it and let UTSA score on them. It's, it's a joke. Yeah, you'd you'd think it's a joke. This is why people think Quidditch is a joke. They see like the PVC pipe and they're like, Oh haha, that's a that's a fun LARP LARPing sport. Like that's what people think it is. And I think if if this sets a bad precedent, like if we allow if we allow people to get away with this then they'll just metagame tournaments and only play in games that they think they can win. And we actually have an interview as well with Connor. Um, Connor Mason. Connor Mason from Sam Houston. Um, about how he feels about the, the Baylor UTSA game. And how it so, affected them. Yep. We'll cut to that right now. I'm here with Connor Mason of SHSU. Do you want to introduce yourself, like your position? Yes, uh, I beat for Sam Houston State University. Uh, this is my second year playing, and I'm a sophomore. Can you tell us about the collective thoughts of Sam Houston right now um, in light of the Baylor-San uh, Antonio game that happened at the beginning of the day? You know, it's disheartening to hear, but uh, I have no hatred towards UTSA. They went out there, and they, they weren't doing anything different. They just went out there, and they played. Uh, I don't have any hard feelings towards the players of Baylor uh, because they, you know, they just wanted to have fun, and ultimately I think they did that. Uh, I do have a problem with the leadership of Baylor. Uh, I think to go out there and to ultimately throw away the game is unfair um, and just in, promotes it. In such an egregious in way. In such an too. egregious way, yes, to just throw the game away and, you know, it, it promotes a losing atmosphere for, this, for uh, Baylor and it just paints Baylor University in a bad light and it makes quad ball in general just look bad and I, I you know, I really don't stand for it. How did, how did they, how did they did affect the bracket? So we were going into today, we had a 1.5, one uh, 1.5 goal lead over UTSA, and we had a game against Texas A&M, and so that 460 goal to 35 points really just kind of screwed us out of the number one bid, and so we had to play UT today, and we lost, and ultimately uh, earned a Division Two bid, and that kicked us out of the competing for the championship of regionals today. How do you think that game would have went? If Baylor and UTSA actually played, um, I think they, UTSA still would have scored quite a bit of points, but I think it would not have been 460 points. And I think to have 460 points dropped on you is disrespect to Baylor and to the sport. At some point, it just stops being fun. Like, yeah. uh, what? Why do you feel the need to go and just get 460 points dropped on you? I get they were having fun and they seemed excited, but 
Like that that wouldn't be fun to me. And Sam Houston State University, we always give 110% no matter which opponent it is, no matter which game it is, because we know we've been there. We've been losing previous years. And for now we're to have a fighting chance. We take every game seriously. And even if it seems like we're going to lose, it doesn't matter. We're going to fight our hardest and we're going to lose as a team. I was watching the Texas State game. Uh, how do you think that went for them? I think that Texas State played an entirely better game, just all facets. Their beating game was better. Their chasing game was better. They caught the snitch. So for them to rest their players for a game that they ended up losing by a solid amount is is disrespectful. Because they didn't even they they played their starters against us, and so why didn't they decide to do that against UTSA? That seems a little biased. The most frustrating part is that Baylor is a good team. You know, they got players that can score. They got beaters, good beaters that got some recognition. Yeah. Amelia, for example. Amelia, Amelia you're a great beater. Philip, um, Caleb. Yeah, Caleb, you yourself are a great beater, and you, you know you can make those plays. So it's just more frustrating, and that's, it adds more frustration because you're a good team, and you're in UTSA. No team is unbeatable, you know? It, at least not... 460 to 35. Yeah. I think also you you learn a lot more from your losses than your wins. Yeah, definitely. You know, like, I think as a team, especially at Texas State, where, like, last last season we didn't do it, we didn't win a lot. And even this season it's harder against those top three teams in our region. Every time we play those, ga those games, I guarantee we learn more than they do. And you want to play those games. You want to play against the greats, you yeah. know? It's, it does, it's those games – that you like look at them and the way they play and you add it to your own game. Baylor will never move past the point that they are at if they keep um, only really trying against thing games in games that they think they can win. You know, that's just not like for and like it for Texas State, me personally, I think our best game was a game we lost against UT. Mm -hmm. I yeah. felt like I learned a lot that game. I felt like that was just a good game of Quidditch and we lost that game. We did not win that one. Every team loses, but don't be a loser. You know what I'm saying? That was good. Wise words from Julie. Back to okay. The you're gonna game. you're gonna you're gonna copy half of my saying, dude. <laughs> He's been doing that this entire time, ha ha taking bits from our. From our, our I said that. I said I, that. every before every game. What do I say? I say, you can win every game. Yeah. Or you, what, what was it? You're not, you, every game is winnable. You're you, not gonna you win, win every game. game. That's yeah. what you kept saying. But then I had my yeah, own spin on it. Yeah, you, exactly. Like, you know, every team Bro, loses. Bro, be original, dude. Every Holy team loses, shit. but don't be a loser. Be original. That's all I'm saying. I said that to the team. The couple's fighting again. Oh, my God, dude. You better Stop. keep that in. Okay, if you're if you're on my be real, me and Nico are not dating. They are dating. Stop commenting that me and Nico <laughs> are Nico dating. Look at Nico right now, bro. He's sad. Don't fucking do that to him. Oh, my God. Nico's face like <laughs> Shut up, dude. You're scaring the hoes, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna stop putting you in my V Reel. The one hoe that doesn't text him back. I'm gonna stop putting you in my V Reel, dude. Wait, oh why God. are you dude the masculine like oh fragility in here? That's not a real word, I think. <laughs> y'all even got Nate, dude. Y'all got Nate commented on my V Reel. My you know why? So you know why? Because you're such in denial about it. Oh People believe it. God. Fragile masculinity. There you go. And it just makes sense. You guys hang out 24-7. Anyways, back to the interview. <laughs> yeah. Back to the show. 
<laughs> Back to what matters. Oh my oh. god. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Your fucking sad face is too good, bro. <laughs> I would like to thank um, my parents' divorce for that one. Oh my so. god. No, this shit again. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. What? Shut the fuck up. Cause Bro, like, he always talks no, about no, his no, divorce. No, no, oh, oh, I no, always talk we about it. Yeah, we When's the last time I talked about that, dude? We were at Sakura, and like, I'll be like, oh my god, Julie, that's such a shitty apology. And then he'll be like, bro, it all goes back to when I was little with my parents. <laughs> like, he does that shit all the time. Every time, every time we're like, hey, Julie, you're pretty mean. He's just like, I'm, that's just how I cope because of how my parents were <laughs> raised me, and it was really oh hard in my house. I was just like, you guys know what he told me? Why are y'all airing out my You know what he told me on on Women's History Month? (laughs) (laughs) He was was like, I appreciate you even though you're a woman. Damn. I have messages to prove that. Damn. The receipt is there. The receipt. He was also apologizing to me for being so mean to me. Crazy. Y'all just airing out drama. Y- y'all said y'all didn't want this to be the drama show. Okay, look. No, I no. said I said we can keep our drama. This is good on. drama. Yes. We don't need other people. We don't drama. need other people's drama. Okay. <laughs> if, y- if, only y'all, if only y'all knew how much tea we have. If you guys that just we ha- will not be airing out. If you guys are just in the group chats. She. Yeah, anyway. Where's your Dr Pepper? <laughs> That's why he's in a bad attitude right now. He doesn't have his you DP. You know what? That makes sense. Every episode, he always had his DP. Mm-hmm. Can we get back to the interview? <laughs> <laughs> so, going forward, discussing possible solutions to, like, stop this from happening. I think there's going to be, a, you know, internal USQ discussions about taking games seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe a, a mercy rule is something I heard. I think, I think just a plain. I mean, like, you're the head ref of this game. It's obvious. Like, we showed the footage of it happening. It's obvious what's happening. And there's the, like, even on the sports side, even at the professional level, there's like ways to throw games or to end games quickly. You know, like, okay, let's end this game, or you know, there's like passive ways to do that. And then there's, which is the I think the passive way, like the passive ways to stop this from happening, I think are impossible. But also, like if it's passive, no one's gonna notice that you're throwing a game. You just lose the game. Right. Now, I think when it's like egregious and it's obvious, I think I don't think it's gonna be that difficult to make a rule where like you have to try. You know, that like maybe something just like a just like um something like a purposeful like on purpose losing the game. You know, that's you get eliminated from the tournament, you know, and then mm-hmm. it can it can be pretty like it's like in the rule. It can be something like, oh, if you're obviously like not attempting at all to score and letting the team score on you, then, you know, that's against the rule. And I don't think it has to be that complicated of a rule. It can just be like the back end as a safety net. Like, no, you still have to attempt to play like you still have to, you know, even if you're not doing good or even if you're not trying that hard, you still have to run the ball. At least you have to like. Hey, if someone's watching this, you have to. I think I don't think it's that hard for a head rep to make the decision, you know, yeah. that you're not trying. I also uh, heard something. Maybe I don't. I think this might have been Christian Barnes. I don't know if he said this, but um, a, an idea someone had was to, as soon as like a ten plus 
score differential was breached, um, the losing team had has could be given the option to um, just to initiate seeker floor at that at that time, and I think, and then set score would be capped, um, and I think that that's actually like a pretty reasonable, good solution. So that like, I think yeah, I think that's a good yeah that's a good way too because yeah. then that way games get a control yeah and then if a team really wants to get out and they can 460 isn't gonna happen again happen again yeah but yeah i think i think usq should do something about that um whether it's like eliminating them from the tournament or it just implementing simple smaller penalties during the game or i don't know because i think there's there's maybe also other like like let's say you're you know very bo- like bottom tier tier like bottom tier team facing someone like someone like Creighton or Rutgers at the top of rankings and it's just like okay we're just going to get completely wrecked we have a full day ahead of us you know so i think there should be something like what you said like the 10 point differential where it's just like okay like we still want to play against other teams but yeah. this is just going to take too long and then and then games like that will also like destroy the bracket because like if you're doing point differentials at the end of this tournament, all of a sudden you have like a team with this insane, insane point differential yeah. where it's just like, okay, well they automatically just like in this tournament where like UTSA just got to buy all the way to finals. Yeah. So I think, um, I think there's going to have, there's going to be some discussions. <laughs> Moving on to the Texas state versus Baylor, the rematch. Yep. It was a, that was my Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That was you know. That was still, we still have nationals, right? Yeah. No, I put I put everything I had into that game. That was the Texas State team that I was wanting to see. Yep. It was one of your best games. I also, I also think what helped was we, everyone, kind of everyone was with us in that game on the sidelines. In that we, um, there's a picture of Pierce Wilson holding the snitch and in the background you can see ut players doing the diamonds up and so i think that whole before the game a bunch of shsu and ut people were like you know they came up to us and they felt they felt very frustrated they felt frustrated yeah. with baylor obviously and so they they want they were rooting for us and and we knew that and so as they should that be. definitely motivated us um i think i think another thing also is you can tell i feel like you can kind of feel the games where we're really in our stride by our sideline and it's just like we were they like they mentioned this also in third blood interference but you know manny's not washed yeah right all our different chants like can, can you tell us what that means manny's not washed okay so manny he's a he's like me a little older person on the team he's been on there we've been actually been playing for this team same amount of years but you know some people say he's kind of fallen off, right? Maybe, possibly. He, he wasn't even ranked. And, he wasn't even ranked in third you know, he, top ten. He got notable, an honorable mention. Honorable don't, even, mention. don't even get me started on that ranking list. So, so <laughs> Brandon, you know, Ashton. Yeah, the, well, there's, there's, real. you know, there's the ranking list, but there's also, you know, internally, you know, we yeah. questioning Emmanuel's, you know, yep. ability. We saw him score, get a couple of buckets. Turns out he's not washed. He's not washed. He's not washed. He he's is st- still Manny Fresh. He's still Manny Fresh, 100%. He's not Manny Stale. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he beat the stale allegations. But, yeah, I think our sideline I mean, also chance. keep in mind that the man was out with an injury. He's also he's always going to be playing yeah. a little safe. Yeah, yeah. But our, our sideline, our chance, we were, we were in that game. And I think that also speaks to, like, 
um, the the game before the, our game before that one was against UT. So it was UT, and then it was this the 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 game for the last D two bid. So we played it all. We put like gave it all our UT game, and I think that gave us like even though we lost energy, like that gave us energy going. Like it gave us the team the sp- like energy yeah. spirit. Like okay, we're we're like mentally ready for this game. I think the opposite happened with Baylor, and it was because they weren't. Like I, I could kind of feel like their team was not all like together and ready to try and yeah, even though they had more energy than us, just mm-hmm. because like they hadn't they hadn't played that game really with UTSA. I think um, to prove your point, I think our sideline on the, during the UT game was similar and it had a similar energy, and with our sideline um, during the Baylor game, and so I think it's about the energy you go with it. It's not whether you're not we're you're winning or losing. Because we were winning that Baylor game pretty much the whole time, but we were also losing the UT game pretty much the whole time. Yeah, your so, intensity stayed yeah. the same throughout the whole game. So, which is what is important. Yeah, it, it, I was impressed that we could keep that energy up even though we were losing, because it's a little it's a little easier to keep your energy up when you're winning, obviously. But I think the fact that we were losing and still had our hearts in it was pretty good for us yeah. securing that d2 bid felt really good yeah you guys deserve it you guys really do deserve it um i want to talk i don't really talk about club teams because i've only been playing club for not even a year it's been at least a semester and a half mm-hmm. um so i'm not really experienced enough to talk about club um and the only experience that most of us have is just college level playing. So I don't really like to put my input where it shouldn't be, you know? Um, But one of the games that stuck out to me the most of this tournament was our loss against Calvary. Um, Just want to, I just want to mention that Bailey Fields is back. My beater captain. Love her. Amazing. Talented. Um, and the goat. sweetest person ever, the GOAT. She's goat. literally the GOAT. Um, her and Mel are the best captains. Um, love them. But, yeah, that game was really intense. I don't know if you guys got to watch that game. I think we played at the same time. Yeah, we were playing Oklahoma State while you were playing Cav. Yeah, our game was really intense. Um, it's just two really good teams, two really athletic teams just going against each other. Um, I do. I would say that our beater game is a lot more it's a lot better i'm sorry it's, it's a lot better you and know Cal? we got we yeah no uh, well they got cole you know and they got maya they got casey Irwin. come on now um but you know we got jackson and bailey who have been playing together mm-hmm. for many years um daniel williams um taylor tracy um how, how did the how did the game look like pre pre seeker four the first 20 minutes so it was just going back and forth. You know, we were we were scoring, they would score. We were scoring, they would score. And I think it just all came down to um the pace that we were going at. Basically like that was that was the whole game. It was just us what, going what? back and forth and mm-hmm. then as soon as they caught snitch, I mean, we didn't let our guard down, you know. What did the score end up being? Yeah, we we lost uh 155 to 130. Who was in the lead um at 20 minutes? Do you know? It was us. It, I it think, was you. I, no, I think we were tied. 
Okay. I'm pretty sure we were tied. Wow. And then um, and then they pulled right away or what happened? It wasn't right away, but I think I think I think there was like miscommunication between our beaters and the seeker play. Um I think we weren't like completely ready for that as well. Um but everyone took responsibility after the game. We talked about it. Um they said, "Oh, I, I should have done this more." And then, you know, other people were like, "Yeah, I should have done my part as well." And it was just like everyone in the team, which I think is really important for many teams, is you know accepting responsibility, and accepting like, oh, I, I messed up in this, you know, and yeah. accepting that criticism as well from other teammates, you know, like, hey, maybe if you do this, or you know, it's also like the way you say it. But um, I think my team is pretty good on talking about that and giving each other criticism, and I know. I intake a lot of criticism because I love feedback and I love um, hearing what I did wrong and what I could do better. Um, but that game just came down to the pace what, that we set. What would you say? Where would you say Cavs game was better than y'all's? Like where? Where do you? Where would you say that they beat y'all in? That's a good question. Um, again, I'm not really experienced for club. The club is just a different pace for me. Well, y'all um, discussed it, right? Like, yeah. So um, what's the consensus? I think they they really did take advantage of when we would have our communications, and they picked mm -hmm. up on they're just really good at reading the team, right? Um, and again, Heat and Cav have been rivalries for like a while since the beginning since of, the beginning of time, yeah. literally. Um, <laughs> so they know each other's weaknesses, and most of them play MOQ together. Right. So, um. They just know where to take advantage, you know, what to take advantage of. Um, but it was a well-fought game. Um, we won't lose to Cav again, I will say that. Um, yeah. And I hope our team lives up to it. No, but I, I know personally I don't want to lose to Cav Congratulations to a friend of the show, Maya Heinball. Yeah. She, <laughs> she was given the trophy for that regional win. Congrats, well Maya. You deserve it. They're really good that tournament. But um I wanna give a shout out to yeah, another podcast. Uh Quad Ballas. Oh my god. Let's um, go. Jackson Johnson and Teej Money. Yeah. Um they um, came out with a podcast. Yeah, we would we would love to talk more about which is we I think we're gonna try and get more interviews with uh club teams. But it's just when we're playing college we, we don't have a lot of time in between games to go check out what the club yeah. is up to. So and we don't wanna speak out of you know, out of out of turn, yeah, and or misrepresent anyone. So that's just no. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, club. We can't. We don't want to. Yeah. You know. I'm glad they came out with the podcast. That way, I can be more educated in club. You know, and yeah. and I I don't know a lot of players in clubs because they've been playing for many years. So um, yeah, I need to put some respect on many of the club people's names. Got to meet a lot of new club members from Pegasus and other teams, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but moving on, um, we would like to talk about the eighth man rankings. But yeah, all men, no diversity. If you guys want to add another man, I'm here for y'all. Okay. But yeah, we're just saying, <laughs> you know, third bludger gets a vote, so I mean, we're all we're right here, dude. You want? Yeah. And two, a women's history month? Two non-males? Are you kidding me? Yo, adding two non-males to your voter list on women's history month? It will boost. Yep. It will boost us up. Yep. But let's, can you, 
go down from one to ten. Yeah. So, the the new eighth man rankings, um, living up to their name, really eighth man. You know, I think. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a little intentional, but. Uh, Knee slapper for real. Okay, so. <laughs> the. The, there were three teams that received votes that aren't in the top ten. They were Brandeis with one vote, RPI with one vote, and Cal Quadball with one vote. Um, but starting from the ten, starting from rank ten, we have Blue Jays Quadball, which is Creighton's B team, which is pretty crazy that they have. No, I was about to say what? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Number nine is Sam Houston State University. Good for and, them though. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Um, tied for seventh. Uh, two great teams, University of Missouri and UTSA. Um, number six, UT. Uh, number five is Harvard. Number four is University of Michigan. Number three is University of Virginia with one first-place vote. Number two is Rutgers University with two first-place votes. And number one is Creighton University with four first-placed votes. I'm going to just say, you know... The lack of respect for the South- Southwest Southwest teams, like that's that's crazy. It's crazy. that's crazy that UTSA is this low. No, literally, I think UTSA should be at least top five, but minimum, um, minimum. minimum. And the University of Missouri, don't get me wrong, I think they should be up at least top three. Yeah, um, their team now. It's gonna be. It's gonna be nationals. It's gonna be a great. I know. It's gonna be yeah. a great. Um, but like, a great tournament. But like, I mean, what's new? Every year, everyone hypes up all of these non-Southwest teams, and they're like, "Oh, is there years?" And who wins every who time? Wins. Who wins all the time? Every single Southwest time. Southwest, baby. Time. Who wins club every time? Who wins college every? I'm sorry, that's just how it Southwest is. Southwest best that's, west. That's baby. just how it is. Southwest best west, hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. Um, but I would also like to say that I heard a little bit of that Eighth Man podcast because. Sorry, so too much too much masculinity in that podcast. I'm sorry, but you guys got to put some respect to Jay Stewart and the UTSA team. Um, they don't. Jay Stewart obviously, you know, always drives in the ball. But how do you think he scores? Mm-hmm. By his beaters making plays. Yep. You know, let's let's watch a little film and let's let's speak on it because UTSA is a great team, great team. You know, they got Jay Stewart. Okay, they got Matt Matthew Blackwood. Okay, but they also have Javi. They also have Kyle. They have Milena. Are you kidding me? Milena Ankita. Ankita should be ranked. I'm sorry. Brandon, Caleb, Ashton. Ankita should be number one, in my opinion. Ankita is an amazing beater. I agree. Um, but let's just put some respect on UTSA. Um, and Rutgers, you know, watch out. I'd like to put it out there. Watch out, because UTSA <laughs> is coming in strong. That's right. I'm a UTSA fan. I'm also seeing in the voter pool not a lot of Southwest representation. That's 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 Just what I'm third saying. Bl- third Bludger is the only people from the Southwest in the voter pool, which is pretty interesting. And I just hope but. I just hope that the Southwest teams show up and prove everyone wrong. Exactly, dude. As we always exactly. do. Exactly. But no more talking about that. Um. We're going to move on to Nico. Uh, so, yeah, one thing the third bludger uh, brought up was uh, playtime for their for their players. And I think, um, hopefully I'm not mis, misquoting a little bit here, but they said, they said something along the lines of, like, they really felt like they weren't 
distributing distributing that equally, and they wish they would have given other players more play time. Um, and just like having people come to the tournament and making sure that everyone gets a good amount of reps in um, is ultimately that's not the goal of the tournament, right? The goal is to win, and unfortunately, like there's just better better players, you know that you like that's just. How it is. Look at you like that, bro. Oh my god. I mean, that's yes, fantastic. yes, that's but also up. no. But oh that's not what god. I meant. <laughs> oh my god. Keep that in. Keep that in. <laughs> no, dude. Um, Listen, so third blood, third blood, okay. dick rode you so hard. Oh. But guess, but they didn't mention you. They couldn't mention you without mentioning me, dude. Okay. The so, best beater you know, couple in pair. I'm gonna be honest. You could have. It could have been any other partner. No. Oh my god. <laughs> So that's fucked up. I need, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need you to put some respect on Julie's name, okay? Oh, oh, I physically am hurting. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're so. <laughs> listen, okay, okay Julie. Every, you did, listen, you know Michael okay, Jordan. But, uh, Michael but, Jordan was uh, nothing uh, without Scottie Pippen. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> oh my god, who the fuck is Scotty? Exactly. Oh my god, dude. This guy thinks he's. You're not him, dude. You are not. I him. am him. You're not him, dude. What do you... I didn't say him. Oh dude. my god. Anyways, keep okay, going. Okay, so I think I think on Texas State we kind of I think we achieved. I will have to do a poll to get like, but I feel like we gave people good, good play time, and I think one thing that I even told I told my my other beater like my other beaters was like, hey, if you see me, if you see me doing anything less than sprinting, sub me out. Tell me to leave immediately. And I think like there'll be a little bit of a natural progression of like, okay, hey, as soon as you see your player and he's not giving a hundred percent, sub him out. Even if that means putting in someone maybe you don't trust as much, just to give that person like thirty seconds, get some water, maybe sit down on the bench for a second, and then boom, you can sub him back in. And I think I think what happens is a lot of a lot of captains, a lot of leadership, they freeze on that. They're like, if this person leaves then we're gonna lose the game right now. Yeah. And I think you just gotta be like, hey, if um I've seen a lot of times sorry. I've seen a lot of times where teams on snitch on pitch will have their their first line out there the whole time. And they don't want to sub them out because they're worried the other team's gonna pull. And I, and at that point I think you gotta go like maybe do like a minute chart or something because like you can't have that like it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable, yeah. And it's just like okay, yeah Maybe if this if the secret floor ends in the next like two minutes, that's fine. But if it doesn't, then and what if it just keeps going and going? And I've seen it happen where like, yeah, that's your number one line, but they're gonna get tired. They can't be doing endless gassers back and forth across the pitch. And by the end of it, they're just like, they're literally walking, you know, to pick up things to, you know. And it's just like, just sub them out. And if you if you sub them out, even if it was just for a little bit, um. They wouldn't be walking, you know. They'd have that I mean, rest time. You also watch film, and you can tell that when a person walks, that's when the other team takes advantage of that, and it kills you. It mm -hmm. kills you as a team, you know. And your teammates should be able to recognize that and be like, "You're walking out," you know. Or as soon as like you feel yourself like, "Oh my god," you know, like I'm jogging or I'm not giving it my hundred percent. Yeah. Sub out. So I think that's one part. I think another solution to making sure people have that playtime is putting them in when um when the score isn't or like how do I say this like basically working them in around the people you want on most of the time so it's like 
like a lot of times I'll see there'll be like there'll be three lines mostly you know and then you have the top two lines and then your third line's basically like okay if we have time or if you know something happens I'll put you in but I think working that third line in especially I know when the snitch is out it's very competitive but before that there's a lot of opportunities to like hey when the snitch is out that's when your your one and two lines they need to be a hundred percent and so there's that 20 minutes build up where you can work in those other people before like oh snitches on this is where we need like everyone give me the hundred percent and these people you don't maybe trust as much if you put them in earlier in the game that's you know that would have given your your top guys plenty of time to rest. to rest yeah i mean i also would like to say that you got to trust your teammates you know um i know that in my first year i wasn't trusted a lot i wasn't um i was taken out like you know two reps and it's like oh come out you know i wasn't that good but um trust your teammates you know they're capable of a lot of, of a lot of things and who knows you know they might show up in that game Mm-hmm. And you just got to give them that chance to. And they'll only get better. They'll only get to the point where you're at if they get some time. If they get that yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Experience is the, the only way that they'll get to, that they'll move past where they are and get to where you want them to be. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's kind of like a self of like a cycle of like, I'm not good. So I'm not getting playing time, but I'm not getting better because I'm not getting playing time. And so I'm getting worse. But, and it just, and I think, um, I think that's something that, for example, UT has done really well because, like Kaiser, obviously, probably one of the best beaters in the in the nation. Because he was playing chaser great, as well. But he, like, obviously, he's a better beater. So it's like if UT wants to ensure victory, you have Kaiser beat. But is he beating? No, he has his he has his younger beaters who are still learning the game, who are, who are newer. They are the beater core, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's allowing them to develop rather than oh, let me just dominate the beater game every time. So I think that's a good example of like one way where you can build up these players and give them play time, even though, you know, they're not the number one. Mm-hmm. Well, that about wraps up the show. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for, you know, thank My you all name for the is, support. Uh, I know there's a lot of hype around this episode. I know everyone's DMing. Really, you're just going to interrupt Brandy no, like that, bro? I thought, I thought he was ending it. I was, I was thinking of a new like outro. Be like, my name is Brandy Sanchez. And then you'd be like, oh, my name's Julie Picasso. My name's Nico Robles, whatever. And then he's like, and we're the small hoop. See you next time. See, he just shoots down any, if it's not him. Are you kidding me, dude? If it's not his well, idea. I wasn't even finished with the. the, 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 the okay, but you, you already said no. So it's I can fine. see he wasn't even listening to your yeah, idea. He was, he was already going like this. He was like, he's like, is this. It was like the most predictable idea. He was like, like the, oh, is Brandy. He was like, our names at the end of the show. Doesn't make sense. He's, he, I could see it in your eyes, dude. You were like, "Does Brandy okay, really well, think she has well, a good idea?" You would never end the show well. Like we always like, mm, okay, bye. Yeah, like, that's what? true. Week. Okay, fine. No, 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 no,
thank you all for watching this episode of the small who thank you all for thank you all for thanks for your su <laughs> thanks for your support um i know this was a hyped up episode i know y'all been dming brandy about it and that we got a couple okay cool would you like to say to all my fans thank you for the support yeah all two of you out there you know okay first of all there's more than two yeah three Three. <laughs> <laughs> How many people are in your family? Like, <laughs> if you're in Brandy's family, leave a comment in the in the comments. Hey, Dad, please watch the video. I've sent you the link. You pulled it up on your laptop. I know. Or don't don't ask me about it. Then I don't know. We also, uh, before we go, uh, Patreon.com/smallhoop, as well as we have a. If you would like to write into the show, we have a Google form in the description. Uh, you can, this form is basically for anything. You know, if you want to ask us a question, if you want to submit an idea, or if you just want to tell us something, and it's completely anonymous, you know, you can say whatever you want. It's anything goes, and we'll, we might. I hate that. I fucking hate no, that. No, no, no. When we, they're like, Brandy's a bitch. Yeah. I cry. I'll, I'll, I'll. I'll submit Brandy's a bitch. Um, but <laughs> if you want to, if you want to tell us anything, just write. And nice. It's completely anonymous. I'm sensitive. Yeah. Is that We're a Pornhub tab? That's not what. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's looking to see if it's still open. <laughs> Shit! What? Where? Well, I close this. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to write into the show, just write, just fill out that form, and we'll we might read it on we might read it on the show. Uh, no, I'll read it. I'll read everyone. Okay, yeah. What? Yeah. Regardless, if it ends up on the show or not, someone's gonna read it. I'm interested in what y'all have to say. Yeah. So, if you want advice, if you want uh, whatever, it can be. If, if can you be want, a quidditch, if you want to can, argue with us, it can be about your we team. Got, we got dynamic. a couple. We got a couple and a single person. So we have <laughs> three <laughs> single people here. <laughs> Yeah, if you, you know, maybe maybe there's a difficult thing in your marriage you want you want us to help you with. We can get you, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you're having financial issues, you know, we can. Don't know what type of apples you want to buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got all that information. If you want recipes? You can ask for that. You can. Not from Julie. Yeah, not from. I'm not about <laughs> to out you the way you cook your pasta. I'm, so. I'm a you know amateur cook, so I'll I'll help you out. I'm Mexican, so that's just right. say it all. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Well, thank you all for watching. Remember. <laughs> My name is Brandy Gomez. My name is Nicodemus Romulus. My name is Julie Picasso. Smallhoop.com. And we are the Small, the small Hoop. hoop. <laughs> thank you. The Small Hoop is made possible by our patrons at patreon.com slash the small hoop and viewers like you. Thank you. Thank you.